Hi guys, Colin Kelly here from OTI Media. Welcome to episode two of the Learning to Dad show where I learn a lot of advice from my friends as to what I need to do when I become a parent. So we're into episode two and I'm joined by another one of my good friends and that is Patrick Doherty. We're going to talk to him about a lot of do's, don'ts, what's I need to know and he has a lot of good advice coming up for me in just a moment. Also, enjoy the show. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Hello there, welcome back to episode two of Learning to Dad. My name is Colin Kelly, the host here on the show. Each week I'll take you on my journey as I go towards parenthood for the very first time and uh, it's going to be a very interesting experience. Really looking forward to it and uh, we'll see what my guest that I bring on the show here can help me with as I try and get as much advice from my friends that I can to help me become a good parent, a good father and what I need to know. And today on the show, I'm joined by one of my friends. It is Patrick Doherty. So Pat's always a lot of fun when I talk to him. So I'm sure this one's going to be an entertaining one. Pat, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm the world's most average dad. So I'm here... (laughs) To give out really average dad advice. Oh, well, that there, that's going to be, uh, you know, a help to me because I'm not a, a father at all. So I guess uh, average advice will be a very, very welcome yeah, coming my way. By average, yeah, by definition, you're still sub replacement level since you're not technically a dad yet. Um, then the second your kid is born, is it a boy or a girl, by the way? Uh, I, we haven't found out. We're uh, leaving it to uh, be a surprise. So it's, okay, it's okay, uh, yeah, one so, thing. One thing is for sure: it's either going to be a boy or a girl. It has to be. That's one. true. So the second your boy or your girl is born, you will then become an average dad. Yeah, but I guess for now you're not. You you can't even earn the average title yet until it's born. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna figure all that out as we go. Hopefully, we can be above average when we run through it. It is coming yes. up here. It is coming up here in the next couple of days, uh, February 9th to my birthday. I'll be 29 years of age. I mentioned on the first show, 28 years old. So that is only going to be for the next couple of days. And in fact, this show will be coming out after that. So it's already uh, not even true anymore. But 29 coming up, and it will be my last uh, birthday as a non-parent. Is a non-parent actually? Is that actually a thing, Pat? Um, I don't, yeah, that's an interesting concept. Like to think of, it, it is kind of like when Jesus was born, it's like BC before Christ and then AD. It is definitely like a line of delineation in your life. Um, by the way, 29, a good age to have your first child. Uh, that's, yeah. how old I was. that's how old I was when my sweet, precious angel Amelia was born. So uh, you, I'd say you already are at average. You're going to be pretty quickly above average <laughs> at the age of 29. So. Yeah, so I'm following in the footsteps of Pat here, which is not a bad uh, set of footsteps to be following in. But Pat, I guess we'll uh, fill the listeners in a little bit on your family. Uh, first of all, the size of your family. I know that you have one child, uh, one daughter, uh, 21 months old. And then, of course, congratulations to you as well. A second one coming on the way. We had Scott Fish on the show for the first episode. He's just after having his second child. So a little theme going here. You're on the way. But Baby number two is coming uh, on the 4th of July weekend. So what have you planned for the big 4th of July celebrations over there? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, nothing yet. So yeah, this family size is currently three and a half, we'll say. Uh, you get at least a half if you're inside the womb. You will be whole. Uh, you know, this isn't a political podcast, but July 4th, <laughs> maybe the baby will be a big, I don't know, fan of the president or something. I don't know. Uh, that could create some problems around here. But uh, you got to respect your kids. You know, uh, they got to make their own make their own mistakes in life, make their own. Uh, so yeah, this is already a terrible joke, but um, <laughs> the most patriotic baby in the world. Yeah, that is if they hit their due date. That's probably something people have already told you a bunch of times is the due date is really just like a suggestion from the doctor. Uh, our first baby, she's like a nice prim little rules follower. She was born on her due date. Um, but apparently it's like only like 5% chance or whatever. 
they're actually born on their due date. So you might have the date like seared into your memory, but it probably won't actually be on that day. Yeah. Uh, amazing dad advice that I'm sure you've already heard. Yeah, my, my thing about that was that I uh, was telling everyone that the baby was due on uh, April the 10th. And in fact, it's uh, or April the 9th. So I, I was already a day out. So, yeah, so. Get, get, guess what happens there? <laughs> it doesn't really you're, matter from that perspective. It's likely to be right as the doctor was. So it's not really a big deal. Yeah, that, I'm sure that's part of the facts of it. Uh, first up, we're going to get into some uh, you know fun stories about uh, your kids. Is there any, or your kid, I guess we'll say, is there any... Uh, <laughs> fun stories that you want to share we obviously don't know what's happening with baby number two yet <laughs> yeah yeah no not yet she, the second kid hasn't done anything funny yet um not very yeah real quiet keeps to itself uh, the second child <laughs> um but you know but the thing about funny kid like every parent like usually they kind of think like everything their kid does is like sweet and hilarious like oh like little johnny just uh you know threw a rock at his uncle yeah, smashed the window the, yeah, that was very yeah exactly. So like you always think everything your kids do will look be funnier or like cooler than what other people do usually. Um, actual funny stories, uh, maybe a, I don't know if it's funny, but a really gross story. Uh, <laughs> uh, it doesn't involve uh, uh, poop or anything like that, thankfully. But it, almost a very gross story was my little Amelia was a uh, like playing in like a like a sliding door jam. So like, you know, like a sliding door is like kind of on a track and uh, when the door, so when the door is closed, there's like a, like a little like area where stuff can like get stuck, like leaves or what have you. And uh, one day my daughter was playing in there and um, found a petrified frog uh, that I think had been in there for many, many, many months and put it into her mouth. And we came over and had no idea what she was playing with. And then we discovered the petrified frog. So that was a great day of parenting. Yeah, that that, that sounds really nice. So maybe you know, if she ever goes to if she ever goes to France, I'm sure she'll be looking forward to trying some of those frogs. Of like. course, that's a good point. Actually, yeah, right. there's people in my family who really like frog legs, so maybe she's just getting a, a jump on that. But um, yeah, I, one other oh, quick funny story is we like we lots of she has this horse that makes a noise like you press its ear and it starts singing a song and it's down in our basement, but the button tends to get stuck. So like, like really like terrifying hours, like sometimes like real late at night, I'll be the last one up. And all of a sudden this like malfunctioning horse will just start singing really loudly. And every single time it like scares the living daylights out of me. Uh, you'll have a similar experiences. I'm thinking with, with talking or singing toys or whatever. There's lots of, malfunctions and it's never not terrifying so yeah you're, you're, you're trying to calm down at the end of the day try and get nice and relaxed then he gets the blood pressure back up yeah really rockets it back up uh, i guess another question that i've been asking uh, asked on the last show i'll be asking probably throughout the series is what's the uh, best thing for you about being a parent is it uh, is it the frogs is it the frog's legs <laughs> i'm gonna go with the cop-out answer about what's the best in that it is, it's as good as everyone makes it sound like it's going to be, you know, everyone talks about it like this life changing, amazing thing. And, uh, that's cause it is, uh, you know, you kind of, especially like right now, like our daughter, 21 months old is like running around, like talking all the time, like and saying like, not quite sentences, but like the speaking really well. And like you were kind of, my wife and I are both kind of having the phenomenon of like looking at her. Like every time you look at her, you like feel like, it's like a miracle, basically. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, the best part about being a parent. 
And obviously, I'm really looking at what I can find out from people, advice that I need to have as I, uh, you know, become a parent and people are giving me advice that I think is very good. I think it'll be very valuable. And then there's advice coming my way that's not great. But I'm going to let you start off on the good side of things first. <laughs> what, what is the, the best piece of advice you think you have for me uh, getting ready for baby number one here? Uh, definitely say uh, it's going to kind of undermine your entire uh, podcast endeavor here, but it would be not to listen to anybody. Uh, you know, everybody was going to like tell you a million different things, but uh, like, you know, just everyone kind of figures it out their own way and you'll figure it out your own way. And it, it doesn't really like, you know, matter how your cousin Joan like puts her kid to sleep or whatever. Like you're just going to have to do what you guys are going to do and you'll figure it out. And you know, granted, so you are doing this podcast series. You'll probably hear like the same thing five or six times. That's probably, that's, that'll probably be some pretty good advice. So certainly be open to advice, but you know, the most important thing is to like figure out just what works for you guys. And, yeah. and you know, like, if you have a specific problem, then it's good to seek advice system, obviously. And, but yeah, you know, you don't, you don't, don't basically don't feel pressure from like the way, like take good ideas, but don't ever feel pressure from like the way other people do things. Cause you guys do it differently or want to do it differently. You know, that's completely okay. So you got to just figure out what works for you guys. I think as well, it's probably, that's a general life rule, you know. Uh, yeah, that's and, true. That's true. Advice <laughs> and take what you think the best is. But I think, you know, when you have when you've another human being to look after, that really wraps things up there. So. <laughs> yeah, you got to do, yeah, when you're tasked with protecting someone else's life, uh, you got to yeah. do, if you're not comfortable, they won't be comfortable. So do uh, what's good for you, what makes you comfortable. So. And uh, help, help me out with another one here, Pat. Uh, you've given me now a nice piece of advice, something that I'm going to write down after the show, and I'm going to say, right, I'm going to keep that uh, for when I'm moving forward here. But, you know, there's bad advice out there. I mentioned that coming my way as well. There's advice, you know, oh, you should do this. If the baby does this, do this. And you're like, no, that'll probably, uh, that'll probably make the child very, very sick or you know, yeah, very, yeah. very unhappy. So uh, in, uh, probably before parenthood or now in parenthood, what is what would you think is the worst piece of advice you've ever given? And you don't have to give out any names uh, to, to keep it all <laughs> confidential. <laughs> I'll say you'll, you'll probably, you'll get more bad advice than good advice. Kind of in my, uh, my experience, people just like, will tell you crazy off the wall things. Uh, uh, nothing really specific, but like some, what I would say was bad advice was like before our first child was born, people, you know, would just say stuff, you know, a lot of times like half kidding, but like not always kidding. Like, Oh, you know, your life's over. Like you're never gonna get to do, <laughs> you're never gonna get to do anything fun again. Uh, you're never gonna. You That's know, it all over now. Nothing will be the same, and like uh, nothing is ever the same, you know, necessarily. But I was kind of stunned just by like you know how normal it felt and seemed, and how like quickly you get used to it. And then, you know, it's all your choices. Like so I feel some people sometimes like use having kids. I feel like it's an excuse to kind of withdraw from everything. But it's only been one kid for us. I'm sure it's harder with more. But like it hasn't been a life ender for us. We're still getting to do uh, the things we want to do and things are different, but uh, yeah, don't listen to people. Basically that make it sound like all of a sudden you're like uh, not going to have a life quote unquote, cause uh, you still will. And it'll be much better cause you'll have an amazing kid in it. Yeah. And I think uh, maybe we'll in like maybe 15 years we'll review this when, when Pat has uh, like 14 <laughs> children on, on the go, maybe you'll have a different like, perspective. Oh yeah. That one was especially wrong. Yeah. Uh, B- baby number 12 really put the pressure on. 
Yes. But uh, on on my on my father's side of uh, my family, a, a monster monster side of the family, his uh, mother and father actually had eighteen children. So that was a. Re- <laughs> I, I have no intention of going down that road. Have you so any intentions like, to go that, like that way? True, is that like a true Irish family, by the way? Like eighteen kids? Or- well, I think that was the case back uh, when you know the Catholic side of things. That's still going. that's still the stereotype in America. I'm from an Irish Catholic family. And the stereotypes of Irish Catholic families in America is that you have like six or seven kids, and uh, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of larger families, but it goes back generations, like the generation above me, in terms of like you know forty year old people now, you know it's two or three kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, definitely seven to ten to even twelve yeah. wasn't all that uh, out the ordinary. So pretty crazy. They were just uh, growing whole football teams there. <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, we. Uh, we're going to do, I mean, clearly at least to uh, <laughs> taking it kid by kid, really. But I think in our ideal world, we'll have three kind of, kind of like a never say never to four. But if everything works out, like three is kind of what we're shooting for. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always interesting when you look at it, you know, is it one, is it two? When you have that talk with your partner, uh, trying to figure out where it goes, it's, it's always an interesting one, trying to figure out. And then, of course, uh, when you get there, I wonder do people change their mind. So interesting. Yeah. Anyone that's out there that has four, five, six, seven kids, hit us up in the comments and let us know. Yeah. Uh, you know how that decision came about. Did you have a set number? Was it one? Was it two? And then it went all the way up, and you have uh, nineteen children now at this point in yeah. your life. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I had a quick story. Yeah, I mean, people have been known to change their mind. Like, oh, we're having four kids, and then after the second, like, okay. Literally no way of having another kid. Uh, <laughs> this the other night, I was hanging out with some people, a lot of dads, actually. It was a very stereotypical dad poker night. And uh, everyone was like talking about like how many kids they had or whatever. Because it was some people who hadn't really seen each other in a while. And uh, this one guy, just a neighbor, a guy I had never met, was talking about how he had three kids. And uh, he said, you know what? Two is a really good number. Uh, <laughs> This is from a guy who already had three, was extolling the virtues of just yeah. having two. Uh, so. I, I feel sorry for the, the kid who's baby number three or kid number three. He's, yeah. re- he's really going to be on the, the rough end of the yeah. stick there. Parents are, yeah, apparently already kind of checking out on him. So thoughts and prayers <laughs> to that kid. Uh, yeah, he's like he's like 18 months old and they've already. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we don't do that, Pat. We're, we're sticking to the good parenting side of things here. Hopefully we're not going down that. Maybe the worst pieces of advice might come from that guy at some point if we do do that side of the, <laughs> do that side of the show. But you mentioned, you know, it, it doesn't change, it doesn't end your life like some people would mention. You know, it's all over. There's so much to come. But is there one thing from prior to uh, having the, uh, your first child? Uh, you know, pre-parenthood. Is there anything that you miss out of that? Their perspective. Really, the only one thing I found myself missing is that. Um, so my wife and I got married in 2014. We had our we had Amelia, our kid, in 2016. And like both those first two years of marriage, we took like nice kind of like long trips and we're kind of traveling a lot. That's like the one thing that's changed is like traveling is much more difficult with kids. So we're not going to go on like a 10 or 12 day trip, you know, anytime in the the near future. Some people do travel with kids, but um, we've just kind of thought it'd be too difficult. And I was really enjoying, I hadn't gotten to do like a ton of traveling in my life really until we got married. So that was the one thing I felt like that's kind of changed, but yeah. Yeah, it's a small minor thing. So that's like the one thing I felt like has 
was like like no workaround. You you come up with problems. There's usually like a workaround of some sort. But traveling so far is like the one thing where I haven't really found like a workaround. <laughs> you just need the child to to get older so it can be more independent. Yeah. No, we have already traveled twice with her, but like with both very short like domestic trips. Yeah, we we kind of done a an opposite thing. We uh, did a lot of traveling. We are fortunate to have done a lot of traveling. Spent a year in Australia. I remember doing a an NFL podcast we with did. you. I was wondering if you were still there, actually. No, yeah. all the way back now uh, to Ireland again. Obviously, yeah, married since and everything. So we're we're really starting to settle down. But our last big trip was uh, this year, and we kind of went all out. We were thinking about just going to, to New York. We usually go to America once a year, and we decided, no, let's uh, go all out because uh, we decided we'd go to Vegas. We'd done uh, San Francisco. <laughs> we'd done the Grand Canyon. So we'd done it all, kind of the whole uh, west coast of America, and fitted it in in a, a kind of crazy two-week period because – that there's something that you cannot do for pretty much no. uh, the next 18 years if you don't yeah, do it. Yeah, no, and it's not. Yeah. So good thing you got it out of the way, though. You know, something you wanted to do. Yeah. So that was the, that's like the one thing I would say, yeah, if you're having kids, like you got to get out of the way is the, the trap. Anything you like, you know, you feel like you have to do right now, that traveling, uh, get it done with because yeah. it's going to be a while. Uh, it's going to take a little while before there's any more of that happening, and yeah, yeah. of course, it takes a lot of money as well. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. The money, yeah, uh, even if uh, even if like you figure out how to do it, the family, yeah, the money is tighter uh, once the kids start coming. So yeah, I, th- I think I think that's something that I've all, already been told quite a, a few different yeah. times. The other thing you mentioned the name Amelia; it's a very nice name, obviously. But was picking a name for your child something that uh, was harder than you expected? We're kind of looking through that process at the minute, and we don't know if it's a buyer again. We're trying to have kind of a short list of names. But it is one that's uh, that can be quite tough to narrow down. Yeah, for some people it's really easy. Like for like twenty years, you know, they've had a name. They know they're going to name a boy or a girl, or whatever. It was extremely difficult for us. Uh, we didn't have like any like family names we really wanted to use. Uh, we never really had a eureka moment. We're both very happy with Amelia, but it, like the day, so we knew we were having a girl. So it's not like we were like we're dealing with both sexes, but. Literally, like, the morning we were driving to the hospital, uh, you know, to initiate launch sequence, <laughs> we were kind of like, uh, well, I guess we're going to name her Amelia. Like, we didn't really uh, know for sure. Just kind of, well, yeah, like I said, we just never had that eureka moment, so to speak. So, and the second child we have, uh, we're not trying to think about it until we find out if it's a boy or a girl. That's later in February. But, like, we have, like, basically zero ideas. So, uh no one has any ideas i'm on twitter at rotopat uh you can tweet it at me and uh, maybe we'll use it so because we do not know what to name our second child yeah i i've heard from people that call him as a great name if you're like if you're it actually it's actually especially you know like me i'm like the american irish guy so. it would fit and it'd probably go quite well with the doherty surname as well yeah, it really so. would it really would they would probably think it was like an irish immigrant um, yeah. so so no pressure now but uh it's been it's been interesting you mentioned you know knowing the sex of the child but when you don't know it it makes it uh, quite difficult to, to try and figure it out and so that's what we've been trying to do yeah because it was hard enough to come to a consensus when we knew what the sex was going to be so i can't imagine having like two consensus names having to have a boy name and a girl name so yeah. uh, and then, and then probably changing your mind completely. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, look at, yeah, lo- looking back to, uh, you know, a time when we were younger, when I was younger, when you were younger, when you were a child, Pat, um, you know, I've kind of been letting the guests pick the questions. I sent over a short list of questions, the guests send them back. But Pat, we're all probably big children at heart. But when you were a child, when you grew up, what did you want to be? Did you want to be a fantasy football analyst? Of course, uh, you know, obviously an awesome thing to be doing. But what, what was the... Was there a, did you want to be a fireman, an astronaut? What was in there for you, Pat, when you were a child? 
I did not want to be a fantasy football analyst specifically. <laughs> I can never say the word specifically. Um, but I did know, uh, I, I, maybe whether I knew it or not, I knew that I didn't want a quote-unquote normal job. Uh, I spent like my whole childhood like kind of, I was like obsessed with everything cultural. Um, I, I would like spend hours. I had like these notebooks full of like fake baseball players, like fake sports teams, fake bands, like fake movie studios. I was just drawn to all of that kind of thing. I would like come up with, I would like create all these things. And so whether I, like I said, I like knew it, knew it or not. I think from a very young age, uh, I never really, I didn't want to be like a lawyer or a banker or a firefighter or whatever. I wanted to do something you know, like what I'm doing now, thankfully. So it worked out in that regard. So like I said, didn't want to do this specifically, but just kind of knew I wanted to do something, you know, like a little different. So loving the, loving the dream. Love the yeah, dream. pretty much. Honestly, pretty am. So yeah, I can I cannot complain. So, so I, I guess uh, it might have something to do with those books that you kept keeping all those stats and uh, you know locking into your favorite uh, baseball players or fake baseball players at the time. But had you uh, had you a favorite memory from childhood when you look back? Did you think uh, most fondly upon? It's weird because like you know my whole professional career, like I spend like all my time like ranking things and like but like I know you know you don't really ever think of like your personal life in those terms. Uh, so when I, like you said, I got to choose this question. I don't really know why I chose. Well, um, wait, till, wait till you have a second child and then you'll start, you know, baby number yeah. one. <laughs> uh, so my favorite memory, I don't really, I didn't have any, like, specific, I can't say the word specific or specifically. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we used to do like these uh, campouts all the time at my own house uh, with my dad and brother. Uh, like uh, my mom would not participate but like we would just like sleep on the living room floor a lot for whatever reason with my dad my brother and i we would like watch a movie and like basically like camp in our own house and uh pretty good like you know, like random childhood memories that kind of stuck out because we did it like all the time so that was kind of like our favorite thing growing up for a while so but that is the thing everyone's childhood's different and those different things make it all very very interesting so and i'm sure the reason i like to ask that question is because i'm pretty sure as you move forward now and your children get older, that that's probably something that I think you'll probably try and do with them because it was uh, one of your yeah. favorite things to do. No, it's true. It really is true. So yeah. So get, I'm going to get, start camping out with Amelia. I think tonight <laughs> I'm going to make her go. Uh, we have a, we don't have, we have just a wooden floor in our uh, living room. So tonight I'm going to make a uh, 21 month old Amelia. I guess what you're sleeping on the wooden floor. We're going to have a camp out. So yeah. Daddy do, uh, growing up. And, uh, but this this is so uncomfortable. Like yeah, yeah, you're gonna like it. <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess then uh, you know, children, uh, Disney kind of falls into that. Cartoons fall into this category. Uh, is has Amelia you know d- dived in yet into into Disney? Uh, is that something that she's, she's not? Um, thankfully, we've ended up being pretty strict on like the TV and like screens. We've kind of succeeded, like kind of keeping her away from that so far. Uh, maybe we'll reevaluate that sometime in the near future. But no, she does not have like a favorite movie or TV show yet. Because that, that's an interesting thing that you pointed out. You know, I have seen a lot of people saying about it's better to keep them away from screens at a young age because people now, children stand in front of the, the screens for too long, too close to the TV is not good for their eyes. And then, of course, attention spans and so on. Is that something that you uh, locked into? Was that a, a conscious decision you just made? It was a conscious decision. And, you know, to me, it's like basically like the biggest question like facing uh, parents in our generation basically is like what's the right because like we're not gonna be able to keep amelia away from phones or tv forever yeah. you know not even much longer you know like probably a year 
it's not like we're going to be able to keep her away from anymore. So I feel like that's like kind of like the biggest question, like facing our generation is like, how do you strike the right balance? How do you, because I mean, even now, like uh, the rare times, like she does get a hold of a phone or whatever. She's just like enraptured and she like knows they have pictures of her. She's always obsessed with like seeing pictures of herself on her phones. And yeah, that's the thing we're still struggling with. We were doing a good job of kind of keeping her away from her right now, but like, you know, when there comes a point where you can't just like keep her away from it forever, uh, I don't know how we're going to find the right balance. Cause yeah, you don't want your kid staring at a phone or a screen all day. So yeah, I don't know what we're going to do about that. Actually. Yeah, I, I think I was uh, around 13 the first time I got a mobile phone, but if you look like with a lot of things, the age keeps dropping down and the children are getting younger and younger, but I think it is a very uh, positive step. I think you've taken, and I think that, you know, I asked for you your piece of advice earlier in the show. I think that is a piece of advice that I think is very, very, uh, interesting i think i'll take that into account in a major way so yeah, i think we're kind of uh, like yeah unofficially aiming for like when she turns two maybe we'll start letting her watch a little tv yeah. or something but even then i don't know yeah the, I, there probably is no no reason for a child to be watching tv uh, at that age yeah. but uh, i guess i guess uh, you touched a little bit on it as well when you talked about your family camping out you're going to start that with your kids but have you started any other family traditions yet it's very early on obviously but is there anything in the, in the doherty household any any family it is early, but i guess i don't know if it counts as a tradition but like uh wednesdays which is today are kind of like daddy daughter day for us like i watch her my wife is working half days right now and we kind of have like a rotating cast of people uh, take care of Amelia in the mornings and Wednesdays and sometimes Fridays are my day, but every Wednesday it's me and Amelia hanging out. Uh, we go play uh, with her fake food a lot. That's been like her big thing lately. She's got this big collection of fake food and uh, we play with that and we go pick up lunch. And uh, so it's not really a tradition, but that's like the, the habit we've had lately. Uh, what, what's, your, what's your favorite fake food? The favorite fake food is probably uh, the little pasta things. Uh, she's got a lot of them. It has like an elaborate burger. It has a croissant. It has like eggs. It has all this stuff. It's all this little plastic fake food. And she's just uh, completely in love with it. Uh, and when you mentioned you picked up, you pick up lunch. Do you pick up real lunch or do you pick up more fake food? We do. Thankfully, she does know the <laughs> difference between the, the fake and the real too. Uh, she likes to like feed her fake food to like her other toys kind of. But the real food, yeah, she uh, she understands what should be ingested and what should more or less she understands what should be ingested and what should not. So yeah, that, that's a very smart, positive. Real smart kid. Real yeah, smart that, she's off to a good start. That's a <laughs> yeah, very exactly. positive side. You know, it's not to swallow her uh, fake food, so that's good. If we if we can just keep her away now from eating the uh, frogs, we'll yes. we'll be doing very well. Like said, she didn't actually ingest it as she would have if we hadn't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So obviously it's uh, it's all going well in the Doherty household with the one kid there, another kid on the way. But if you had one word to describe your family at this stage of the development, uh, have you a singular word or maybe even one or two words that you think uh, stand out best in terms of what you've got going on in the family? Uh, it would definitely just be Amelia. Uh, it's very focused around her. Like like I said, it doesn't it doesn't end your life, but it certainly changes your life. And uh, we are very very Amelia focused and. Uh, She's definitely running the household and, uh, you know, just like thinking about her all day, like keeping her happy all day, keeping her fed, so on and so forth. And uh, so that would be the word is Amelia. That's the, 
what runs this household these days. So. That, that, that's pretty pretty cool. You know, I, I I wouldn't know. You know, obviously at this stage, uh, what I would call, think of calling something like that. But to have a one word standout uh, and to be the child's name is obviously good because it shows that the focus of the family is is around her, and obviously that's great. But th- maybe you'll need two words the next time we uh, have this conversation. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to. Yeah, so Amelia okay. and. Uh, Josh McDaniel's Darty. <laughs> baby X. <laughs> yeah, baby X. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that, that, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. It's uh, been a lot of fun having Pat on. I mentioned at the start of it that obviously he is uh, on one of the biggest uh, football writing websites in the world. That is rotoworld.com. You can follow him on Twitter if you want to find out about the fantasy football life that he has got going on as well as his family life. He's on Twitter at RotoPat. We all kind of live in that fantasy life, Pat. That's, that's the way we like to keep it. We have a real life as well. And of course, hopefully this show will help do that for us and show it. So uh, Pat, obviously, thanks for jumping on the show and coming in to, to share your thoughts on what I can do as, uh, as I try to learn my way along this path. And hopefully uh, it, it is a good path and <laughs> helps me on the shit and narrow. It will be. Yeah. You know, this is a unique thing you're getting to do here too. Uh, so, you know, you're using, you've got like uh, your audience and now you kind of, yeah, you know, like I said, you're using it in a, an interesting way. It won't be just for you either. You know, people get to listen and hear some different perspectives. And uh, that was a really good idea. And yep. like I said, don't listen to anything anyone says. But if you're going to listen to what they say, get it from the dad pod. Yeah, so. and uh, that, that's the perfect plug. I think I'll uh, cut that out and uh, just post that everywhere. But don't don't listen to what uh, anyone else says, except for Patrick Doherty, who you can find. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I'm the only one worth listening to if we're going to be real. So. And be sure and check him out, uh, as I mentioned, on Twitter at Rotopat. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And of course, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're watching this on YouTube. You can also subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to the podcast. I do urge you, if you're listening to the podcast and not checking out on YouTube, to go and do that. I think it's a lot of fun watching in on the videos to see us uh, interacting with each other. But until we're back with another show each and every Wednesday, be sure and check out the feed. And until then, have a good one. <laughs>